Legally Bound, a podcast hosted by a married couple, Andy and Katie Tricaski. Lawyers, veterans, national news personalities, parents of five crazy kids, and unintentionally comedians. On tonight's episode of Legally Bound, season three, we talk Kyle Rittenhouse and his acquittal at trial. Katie? Wow, this is such an interesting thing to talk about. I mean, it's been all over the news and finally we had a verdict today. We did. And we've been talking about it on the news a lot. And uh, there's a lot to talk about here. You are riled up. You you are, you have an opinion on this. Yes, I'm ready to go. So, okay. So if you've been following the Rittenhouse trial at all, and we'll talk a lot more about kind of the specifics of the evidence, but for now, let's just say if you've been following it, it's been a lot of opinions out there about whether he's guilty of literally murder and would go to life for prison or if he's not guilty of anything and he just walks free. It was like such an interesting scenario, not to mention it was very wrought with BLM protests and riots and all these things because of the timing of what happened and why this kid, Kyle Rittenhouse, ended up in Kenosha, Wisconsin that night. A so, lot of people had a lot to say about this and took a real political angle on it and I never right. really understood okay. it. Well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the point. This case is really not a political case. It, be- it became a political case more than ever because of the media, quite frankly. And what happened was just to kind of let people know if you didn't follow very specifically, Kyle Rittenhouse is, well, at the time he was 17 years old. He lived in Illinois, but he went to Kenosha, Wisconsin for a certain purpose. And we'll kind of talk about what that is in terms of the, the case. And the well, acquittal. let's just say it. I but, mean, this is post BLM. This right. is when the rioting well, The reason is that he on. went there was there was what they called initially protests that turned into obviously riots when you have video footage. There's not a dispute to be made about that in Kenosha, Wisconsin that night. Um, and in response to that, Kyle Rittenhouse decided he wanted to come to Kenosha to defend the city, essentially. That was his idea. That was his noble idea, if you will. And so ultimately, he's there. He's holding an AR-15. You kind of brushed over like a very significant piece of it. So he arrives and he's armed with an AR-15, which is obviously a significant sight to see some young 17-year-old wandering the streets with a gun strapped to his chest. But if you look at the scenes of the footage, this was not a normal street in a city. It was a freaking war zone because there was no police enforcement of anything going on. They had left these quote-unquote protests, BLM protests, turn into riots, looting, just general mayhem and criminal activity with absolutely nobody there to stop any of it because God forbid they do that and somebody says that they are anti-BLM because well, they so enforce the law. So that's part of the fundamental issue so, okay. here is that- That's that where this there, all starts. There was protesting going on and there is a nobility to some of the messages that were Well, yes, and there. also protesting is constitutionally protected. So absolutely. of course, and it's very, very important to our country, but let's not be confused about what was really happening in Kenosha. So the, the idea though, is that we end up having uh, a bunch of people just there stirring shit. I mean, on both sides, it's there's there doesn't seem to be an involvement in anything related to Rittenhouse with people who have a, a like a legitimate political message to send or some sort of, I mean, they weren't real protesters. Oh, you're they're talking they're, about the, the people who were shot in this case. Ultimately, yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. people of involved course, here, this, this is the saying. whole point yes. that, that so, this whole thing isn't politically driven. There's not a message behind well, it. This yes, is just a bunch of like hoodlums in the street fighting with each other, trying to burn down a city. Yeah, exactly. And that's what the whole point of this is that gets so bizarrely skewed by the media. So because it was at a BLM protest turned riot, 
the fact that there was killings was thought to be this racist endeavor to end BLM and to target people who supported the cause, whether they're black people or any race, I suppose. So initially, and I don't know if it's true, but I believe it must be because Newsmax keeps saying it. And they say that initially the media was very, very kind of shady about who the victims were and tried to insinuate by omission or otherwise that they were black and that this white kid came in. And that was the whole narrative from the very beginning. And the problem was it just didn't fit the actual evidence. If they only had waited just a little bit, but they couldn't help themselves. They made it into a storyline. And same with Kyle Rittenhouse being alleged to be affiliated with some sort of white supremacy well, right. that was the message whole, behind it. And that, I mean, even that President Biden had, that was the had commentary on that. There was killings and shootings at his BLM political rally by this armed white kid, very white kid coming in with an AR-15 and they're dead. So what do you think this is? It looks like it's a, you know, whatever we want to say it in the media. So for a long time, that was the narrative. But the truth is that the case actually had nothing to do with BLM at all. And in fact, I think that it's really a mistake of anybody who actually supports the cause of BLM or any of the kind of underlying issues to say that this case has anything to do with that. Because these guys, the three people who were shot, and they each have a very distinct story about how they got involved with Kyle Rittenhouse that night. But every single one of them was not a known BLM supporter. They were, they were people, all of them with actual criminal history and just there to take advantage of the fact that there was no police enforcement and you could do whatever the hell you wanted. In fact, one of them, the first one, the first victim was running around screaming the N word all night, which the prosecutor thought to point out during the trial in the most bizarre way. We could talk about that later. Screaming the N-word, lighting trash cans on fire, tipping over stuff, swinging chains around, just there because he just wanted to cause some trouble. Not there to support BLM. So the idea that this guy was using your cause to, as an excuse to commit crimes should be offensive. But instead, people somehow wanted to believe that because Kyle Rittenhouse didn't like the protest turn riot, that that in and of itself was enough to, to condemn him right then and there. And it was never going to be any other way for them. So, so this is why we have trials in America and mm-hmm. uh, the the country seemed to be relatively captivated by this trial. I think there, I think there was a lull in news otherwise, and we all really uh, tuned into it. Well, We've this heard is such a, lot a sad story. He's, he's a kid. He's 17. He's 18 now. He looks like a kid and he is, and he faces life in prison or nothing. It's like, it's just one of those situations, which is very, and on the other side, you, know, you have, you have, Three people, two people who are not dead. Two people dead and and, and one person who is injured. Right, which is also horrible regardless of their, you know, history or anything. I mean, those people died. They have families. They have, you know, lives that they left. So that in and of itself is, I think, why it was so interesting. But today, Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted of all charges. And we had been saying this, Andy and I, and a lot of pundits out there, you know, predicting what would happen. And just based on the evidence, which we have a lot of video footage and then even the testimony that came out in trial, there was really no question, legally speaking, that he no, was I didn't going hear a to single, be acquitted. Not a real legal analyst on any of the networks give a serious, genuine because prediction of a, of a yes, guilty finding Unless here. you're just going to have a jury nullification, which there were some like lunatics suggesting that that's what the jury should do here. To, to what end? You know, and, and the circumstances of this case, we could talk so long about it because it was very interesting in a lot of ways. But 
even just knowing generally that he went to this place to protect the city, presumably, or purportedly, that's what he says. And I think there's evidence that they presented of that. They have him cleaning graffiti off and doing all these things in other occasions because he really did believe in this cause, that these cities were not being protected and that it was, you know, we'll talk, we'll talk about his virtue before we uh, close the right. show. But- virtue. I mean, I think he, even if it's, and that's the other thing, there's a lot of things here that Kyle Rittenhouse did really wrong, morally speaking, in my mind, or even just just as a human, the things that were happening, maybe the decisions were not what we would want somebody to make, but he wasn't on trial for those things. So you have to understand that a lot of people are upset. How do you show up holding a gun? Well, unless the law says otherwise, you can. And there was a charge in this case that, pre- that was related to a weapon. Well, and ultimately he had uh, a yeah, jury instruction. There was you know, there's that, so many elements. There was nothing they could charge him with. There's so, so many elements to this case, and and what you're bringing up is something that is relatively shocking to people. Is that he comes from what was billed as coming from out of state? He lived very close right. by, just it was on like the other kind of state line, on the other of side of the exactly. Um, but nonetheless, that's a whole thing. That's a concept. You're coming across the states and mm-hmm. state line, and there's there's rules and regulations to doing that, and there's firearm regulations. Well, it, he didn't violate the law in how he came across the state line and he didn't violate the law in how he came to possess the firearm. So I appreciate that people are offended by that. Mm -hmm. I get that people have different sensitivities about firearms. I I get that and I appreciate that, but that's not, that's beside the point. He wasn't on trial for that. Because the the law allowed him to do what he did. I I get that people don't like it or they have a problem with it, but ultimately the judge gave an instruction to the jury that was very very unfavorable to him in talking about whether he was uh, the one who was provoking the violence. And that's kind of part of the idea here. The, the, The government, the state of Wisconsin, the prosecutors really tried to make a case that he went in with this provocative well, intent to cause violence and to, like, to do this. In some way, it's like if you show up with a gun, is that like per se on its face, like you provoking violence because you're like showing up with a threat? But at the same time, I think the lesson is, I mean, I hate to say it, don't pick a fight with someone that has a gun. I mean, it's not a good idea because they may very well, like here, have the right to defend themselves against you, even if you're not armed and you could just hurt them with your own two hands. Enough, well, and that's, enough that's for why them the to law doesn't allow the, so, the law doesn't allow you to brandish a weapon. That's the big distinction. You right. can open carry a weapon, and it is shocking in some places to see people. But it with should deter you. Open carry it should be a deterrent. That's right. what they say. That's that's the whole that's idea. The whole that's idea. the Second Amendment. And you know what? It should very well be. Look at this. These guys are shot dead. Boom. Not guilty because they went up to him. They started according to what the jury found that he was attacked. So he had the right to defend himself, even with deadly force. So, you know, that's, that's something that you might not agree with, but it's squarely within the bounds of the law. There's no, there's nothing about that. That's outside the law, the the obvious law, very obvious, the self-defense in this case. Yeah, This is a, this is an easy case on the self-defense side of things, because there's a, a couple of points here. Number one, when somebody presents a threat to you that that legitimately could be seen as as causing a risk to your own life or to even cause you grievous bodily harm is is how it's defined in the law, then you are allowed to use deadly force yourself. And so in this case, we kind of had three different law school uh, aspects to it. Um, One person with a firearm who actually says that he pointed the firearm at him before uh, Kyle Rittenhouse 
fired his and own I weapon at him. I think as Ellinger so, Short says, that's really when the prosecution's case totally fell apart. <laughs> right. When their own witness just completely denied the crime occurred. So, so it's, it's such a good example of that. But then you also have a, an example where um, someone actually reaches for his gun and is in a tussle over yes. the gun. Also confirmed by other eyewitness testimony and by forensic testimony of the gunpowder on his hands. Right. And so, so when you, someone's going to reach for your weapon, like it or not, they can shoot you because you could turn the weapon on them. So there's not some sort of morality to, I'm trying to disarm this person. I'm allowed to do that. Absolutely not. I mean, this is lesson learned. I hope don't mess with people that have a firearm for real because yeah. they no, can shoot don't you touch it and they'll walk. And that's true. And and, and the so, last example in this case is him on the ground, having been knocked down to the ground with a skateboard, with a skateboard yes. and have and an angry mob building around him without an, uh, a real ability to get up without jeopardizing his own safety in doing so and making himself vulnerable and I mean, to another attack. You can attack. obviously be killed by a skateboard. You can ha- inflict Absolutely. head injuries on somebody so very easily with that. The prosecutor tried to make light of this. It's such a strange strategy to... I feel like they did not operate in the realm of reality. And well, they were we so see far this outside. all the time with prosecutors. This is the whole theory. thing. You could have been, you got to go to the it's, reasonable because I think, I mean, I still think they would have lost. Let's be honest. They shouldn't have tried this case, but you know, politically they wanted to do this. I don't know why. I really don't get it. It's bizarre. Well, talk bizarre. about the prosecutors though. But, yeah, so talk the, about so like how, fo- that, how I called it myopic. Yeah. Unfortunately, I would say that this prosecutor got very personal in a way that really made his theory of the case uh, unpersuasive. It was just angry and also like kind of just illogical. So you, he he didn't have he didn't have a theory that really made a lot of sense to people because he wanted to portray these guys, these criminals, literally criminals, the deceased here and the other victim as some sort of heroes. He literally calls them heroes. This is operating outside of the realm of what is happening. Instead of getting into the actual specifics of whether Kyle Rittenhouse somehow did not earn the right to self-defense in any one of these encounters and really honing in on that just very academically almost. I think that would have been their only hope or prayer of a conviction, but I don't think under any of these circumstances, you're going to get to that beyond a reasonable doubt standard that they disproved self-defense beyond a reasonable doubt. Like there was no way in hell that he could have possibly thought he had the right to self-defense. I think you're never going to have gotten there here anyway, but the prosecutor did themselves no favors. And then you add on top of that really an extra burden on the, on the prosecution to prove this great intent, this very, very malicious intent. This was uh, likely, I think if, if there was a crime committed here, I don't think that it was, he didn't go in with the intent to, to, no. kill someone. And, and and that's true because we didn't see him brandishing his weapon earlier. We didn't, you know, he's not walking around like pointing it at people trying to. No, provoke. not at all. And that would be violent. That would be a felony in and of itself. Right. And he would and likely that's what they lose wanted this the, to be. The media the wanted this. Defense. The prosecution wanted that to be the case, that he was somehow just some crazy white supremacist walking around here trying to intimidate people and or shoot them. But the three and people if that were the case, who were that shot, person each, should be in a lot of trouble and well, they should yeah, be no, in jail I mean, for perhaps course. the rest of their life. Well, but that wasn't as the, the case. Facts may play out, but no, you that wasn't the case. The and case. that was sad. They, it's like that's you know, a lesson to the prosecutor. Square peg in a round hole, sort of thing. Exactly. And it's that's just, just not the it's, truth. It's, it's not, not the, the truth. truth. And that's why you know the fact they televise these trials is only thing that helps the country understand. If you actually watch the trial, the transparency of the system is a big part of why we have the system. You know, what do you think so, of the judge? I, I mean, I thought the judge was great. I actually thought that he was very 
he, I don't know. I didn't in have it. Control, bad, he was I've, in control. He was maybe, I don't know, trying to make it a little more interesting, but I don't know if he always runs the courtroom like that or not. Probably he does, but I thought he was very good. What people were trying to find fault in any way they could find fault, but there was really nothing to fault in terms of how the courtroom was run. Do you think? No. And I, I think the trial from like a trial watcher perspective, wasn't that interesting mm-hmm. because frankly, the case is open and shut. It's there's, it's not a big mystery. What happened here? No. You know, I mean, how, there's so much footage. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's right. It was, this is looking at I mean, it and understanding and Kyle Rittenhouse had to take the stand. I mean, that was an important thing. He had to hear it from him. He had to say it out loud. Now he's not constitutionally required to do that. But you know, there's no law expect that, would, that. He, it's expected. And with a self-defense, you have to you have to establish at least a reasonable doubt that there is both a subjective, subjective yeah. belief and an objective. I mean, I, subjective I, being in the I actual heard mind some of the people individual. Talking about, oh, were, are you surprised? Was the prosecution surprised he testified? They should not have been surprised he testified. Is the point? Yeah. They should have obviously expected. Of course, he's going to testify. That's the whole case. What were you thinking? Why were you thinking that? What gave you the right to think that? Tell so, us about it. So we've all so, gone gone through this trial, seeing that there's some interest in it, and I think a lot of people rooting for. Uh, one verdict or another. Um, ultimately, here I think anybody who was really watching it knew that the, an acquittal was coming, and and or there, deadlock of or some deadlock sort because and, you never know. The story People would are on the jury. We don't know what they're thinking. And so but, I, it's the end of the story, but still we have politicians on the left oh, making please. outrageous I, I statements. Almost so there's forgot about this. Yeah, this is the, the best part. I think we have to talk about this. So two tweets today that particularly are worth talking about. One from outgoing mayor Bill de Blasio of, of uh, New York City and, and then Andrew Cuomo. Blasio says, this verdict is disgusting and it sends a horrible message to this country. Where is the justice in this? We can't let this go. We need stronger laws to stop violent extremism from within our own nation. Now is the time, he says. And Cuomo says, today's verdict is a stain on the soul of America and sends a dangerous message about who and what values our justice system was designed to protect. We must stand unified in rejecting supremacists vigilantism with and with one voice say this is not who we are oh uh, well i hope that kyle rittenhouse sues the hell out of andrew cuomo he can get in line behind all of the victims okay because that is straight up defamatory and ridiculous the fact that these people would it it always makes me think do they have they never watched a trial before do they know they know nothing about the law so what you're saying is just it's honestly anti-American because it's it's anti-constitution. You're telling me uh, this jury of 12 people that were picked and painstakingly questioned and made sure they didn't have any bias that all of them unanimously were somehow some sort of uh, extremists that are And by the to way, we've all had the opportunity sort of to watch narrative? the trial itself. I think that's disgusting. Yeah, they it's, should be it's ashamed. terrible. I mean, and no, it's a lie. You, you wonder why people oh, say politicians oh, really? lie. This the, is a lie. The big lie. I mean, what's the big lie? You're, because you're, you're going to send encourage a message. People you're misleading on- to, engage in violence. I mean, honestly, it's so disgusting to me. It's so anti-American. It's so, it's Tell not me more what about the what, law what, is. It's anti-American. Yeah. When you have a due process right to a trial and you go through the entire process of being found, you're first of all, presumed innocent until you are found guilty. If you are never found guilty as here, you have never been 
a criminal. You are you are innocent. Yeah. So where is we the injustice? The finality so these of two the court criticize system. this. If you don't, then we have chaos and mayhem here. And we so all got to see that's it. What we, we saw it live on TV. Like. But what are all they pointing to? What 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 possibly in this process could justify? These I, I mean, that is the most bizarre. First of all, Andrew Cuomo, like, sit down. I mean, the fact that you're even trying to step up into public public life again. I mean, it's it's almost he how narcissistic can one person be? A burden Let's of see proof how, more than anybody. You just can't stop. It's like Chrissy Teigen. Like, they can't stop. Even when they get canceled, they can't stop. They have to have that attention. So, look, I mean, give it a rest, first of all. And secondly, good Lord. I mean, you're an educated person and you're going to say that about our justice system, about a case that wasn't even a close call legally. Ask any legitimate legal scholar that irrespective of political lean, anybody that has ever tried a case will tell you, yes, of course, not just for Kyle Rittenhouse, but for any person in the same exact scenario, any, any, any day of the week, any courthouse in America. Well, not and it's guilty. not like the prosecution so in this case about? was limited in some on the regard. Soul of America. I mean, honestly, that is, I'm, sh- I'm shocked that that would be something they would think would be appropriate in any way. It's just, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, so uh, indictments levied against uh, some politicians on the left making these re- I mean, ridiculous that's statements. Dangerous. The, yeah. The, the point, though, is I think in part you got to be careful who your people are that you're associating with. With so the liberals on the left, the Democrats, your party is 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 justifying this message. These are your people. Well, that's, these these that's are the very people too. on the platforms what that you are they support. Talking about. I mean, that's really that's. That's sad. And it's, it, it's, it's objectively false. It's objectively misleading. Right, it really is. I mean, on quite frankly, and they, I've they heard, are, I've they heard are liable. smart people come at me with some, some of the ideas about the Rittenhouse trial that were just blatantly false. And when we have those conversations and then we talk about what the facts were, or as they watch the trial itself, those opinions have all changed. Well, I mean, because the facts are the facts, and the law is the law and whether I mean, this isn't, like I said, this is not. Just for Kyle Rittenhouse, if you want to watch any other self-defense trial, you'll see the very same things play out. Or at least I hope you do, because the justice system is supposed to be, well, you know, we aim for fairness. That's the whole idea here. So I don't know how much credibility to give to anybody, but I think it's really quite dangerous to suggest that that would be something to be angry about. Like, what are you looking for? So I... I'm, I'm this is this is that. not a BLM case. This it there's never nothing was. It BLM never related. Was. There was never a racial message to it and one if, way or the if other. If you respected BLM at all, then maybe they should have enforced some laws in the city and not let things get to that level where it literally took citizens that thought they had to take it upon themselves, like Kyle Rittenhouse. And hey, you know what? I mean, maybe he had some true patriotic intent, some true true civic, you know, calling to do that because look at what was happening no, to that we place. Had, we, it's disgusting. We all, we all watched it on the they news. They were literally burning down there car dealerships. There are cities I mean, all across like, America that are burning and, and everybody's nobody, looking at it. And, 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 and we're pretending that it's not. And we're wondering when They're somebody's going to get shot. it's not. Yeah. I mean, of what, course somebody was going to get hurt. How are you downplaying that in the light of all of the footage we have? The prosecutor did the same thing and I thought it was just so and his closing argument, incredible. He, he tried to, he tried, tried to, suggest, to say it's just like teenage antics. Right. That trying these, to play that this these, down. Uh, he's like, quote, victims. Right. The, the theory was so off base because he went so ridiculous and everybody knew it and the jury knew it and it was not reality. So the fact of the matter is this was the right verdict. It was the only verdict without a jury nullification. Justifiable by the law. Yeah. And I, I mean, again, I, I want to come back one last 
time before we close the show uh, to talk about Kyle Rittenhouse. I, I don't know him. I, I can't defend much of the decisions that he made going in. I don't think particularly well of it. I, I mean, I think he was he was trying to be provocative. I think he was trying to um, get involved in something and and put himself in a dangerous situation. And and I, I think that there's a uh, a certain kind of thing that he did there at 17 I mean, years old that yeah, I would certainly not support that, my children or yeah, other people. Right. Do. It's not illegal. So yeah. it's, it's a different discussion. Interesting that the law allows for this idea. behavior. Well, now, you know, if you didn't know, now, you know, and with that, <laughs> with that, I think that's a perfect place to leave it off. Uh, season three of legally bound has officially begun. Tune in. Tune in.